Happy Tuesday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. All right. The rest of this week is going to be very, very heavy on Arizona uh, uh, basketball because of the Maui Invitational, but I figured we needed to do it or just do and get Arizona football and the Territorial Cup, everything that you need to know right here. So let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's uh, let's get started here on what this Territorial Cup would mean. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Um, Arizona ASU both are not at the top of the uh, basketball pecking orders. I don't think that I'm really breaking any news right there. Um, When you look at it, I think that you realize very quickly that um, these are both programs that aren't very good. But, and here's where it's cool for Arizona fans, Arizona is headed in a different direction, though, than ASU. So let's talk about, first of all, how we got here. Um, Everybody knows the deal with Herm Edwards in that he was basically, well, there is no basically around it. He was caught cheating. Um, He had a staff full of people that were recruiting during COVID. Um, He said he didn't know anything about it. I don't know that anybody really believes that. Ray Anderson kept him in there and basically uh, tried to ride it out with him until he couldn't ride it out with him anymore. In a nutshell, that's what it is. Um, now it's too bad for ASU fans <laughs> because, um, you know, th- this potentially could have been a pretty loaded roster for them. I mean, you look at it and you would have had, you know, uh, uh, Jaden Daniels, or you had guys who went to LSU, Florida, Florida state, USC, Ohio state. And not only that are playing. And that's a big, uh, that's a big aspect of that. Um, now, um, when you look at uh, the rest of this roster, you think, well, um, it's not as bad as it maybe could have been, um, but it also uh, it also could have been a lot better. But that's also what you get, though, when you also have inept uh, leadership at the very top. I mean, let's be honest here. Ray Anderson is not a good athletic director. He brought in Bobby Hurley, brought in Herm Edwards. Um, there's a lot uh, to not like about him. And on top of that, he didn't hold anybody really accountable. I mean, Antonio Pierce was clearly our guy, Antonio Pierce, the best mole ever, was caught cheating. And they didn't do anything really about it um, until after the season. And then he was uh, replaced. But at the same time, um, I think people also have to realize that uh, Arizona State was um, kind of in a, how do I put this? Arizona State was in a little bit of a a tough situation because you're not going to really have a lot of people who are going to want to take that job. But at the same time, you also have a, uh, you also have a group of guys who are, um, I think at this stage, it's fair to say that they're not going to go very far. Um, I don't know that I'm really breaking any news right there. Um, and it is interesting to see some of the success that some of these guys have had. Turn out Jaden Daniels actually isn't that bad. Um, so there's that. 
Obviously, uh, Eric Gentry at USC has played pretty well. Then on top of that, you know, you got Chip Trainum at Ohio State, other guys like that. So a really good uh, situation there all the way around for players that left ASU. Now, going forward, you would have to imagine that Sean Aguano, the interim head coach, is not going to be the full-time head coach. Now, again, I could be wrong. I certainly could be wrong on that. Um, but I will say this. It wouldn't totally shock me if uh, if they did hire him. Because, again, I think the uh, the in-state would love – the in-state coaches would love him being hired. He could probably recruit, but I'll put it to you like this. As an Arizona fan, you don't really worry anything about that. Now, let's talk about on the field then for ASU, and then we'll get to the on the field stuff for Arizona. Um, first, a quarterback, you're probably going to have Trenton Borgay. Um, Trenton Borgay, to me, is clearly better than Emory Jones. Uh, I don't really know that that's, uh, you know, uh, that's – that's probably not the biggest compliment in the world, but I think he's clearly better than Emory Jones and that he has this, he has an understanding of the offense. He knows where he needs to be. He knows, I think, what the coaches expect from him. Um, and his arm is a little bit better, I think, than people uh, give it credit for. It's not great, but he's also not ret rod out there. I mean, he can go out there and he can actually, you know, he can swing the ball out there a little bit. So there's that. Uh, then at the running back spot, uh, X Valade is one of the handful of best running backs, maybe in the country. He is absolutely fantastic. He is going to play in the NFL. Um, and uh, he could be a he could be a starter. He's that good. I have full respect for him right there. I don't worry at all about any of the wide receivers, whatever, with them, tight ends, Messiah Swenson, people like that, whatever. Um and then on the defensive side of the ball, you've got uh You've got a group of uh, you got a group of players that um, it's a it's a better unit than I think that I thought it was going to be, but again, you still lost a ton of guys. You lost the Markham boys in the middle of the season. You lost um, you lost uh, um, this off season. You lost a whole bunch of guys. Obviously, you lost Eric Gentry. You lost Jermaine Lola. You lost uh, um, Chip Trainum, who again went to Ohio State to play defense. But those were guys that all could have been there. This is a team that's just not very good. Now, again, they battle. Um, uh, they do battle. Um, and uh, I will say that uh, on top of battling, there is the um, there is the aspect that it is a rivalry game. But beyond that, I do wonder where exactly all of this is going to uh, all of the uh, all of this is going to land. Um, because there just isn't a ton of chemistry there's just, or uh, there's just not a ton of camaraderie. And then that's where we get to the University of Arizona. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about Arizona. Arizona has been the whipping boy for a long time here in uh, Power 5 football with uh, guys like, um, let's talk about it, with a guy like, uh, well, let's just talk about it, um, with uh, at the quarterback position, Going into the season, everybody was like, all right, well, what are we going to get here? And obviously, Jaden Delora was a big, big upgrade. But at the same time, I think a lot of people had questions about Jed Fish because I think it's fair to be, uh, I think it's fair to uh, ask 
where, you know, when you've got a guy like Jed Fish that's basically been from job to job to job to job to job to job, um, you do wonder what's got what's going on there. I do think that um, I do think that, uh, and that that was a fair concern. It was certainly a concern for me. I'll put it to you like that. I was not uh, I was not thrilled by it by any means. The hire, like I said, as a matter of fact, I thought it was a bizarre hire. But it turned out that um, what uh, what Jed or excuse me, what uh, President Robbins, what uh, Dave Hickey said about Jed Fish turned out to be true. He said he will be a tireless recruiter. Um, he will be a uh, he will be a guy that when you know when push comes to shove, he will always be out there, and he's going to make a um, he's going to really put he's going to really push things. Now, when it comes to uh, um, recruiting, the offense has been totally overhauled. We've talked about this a ton, and that's obviously a good thing. We've talked about this a ton, but the offense, and I know Arizona looked very, very crummy against uh, UCLA. There's no doubt uh, there's, uh, or excuse me, against, um, I'm drawing a blank here. In the previous game right there against uh, Washington State, Arizona did not look good and not look good at all. But there are some silver linings to take away from this. First, and that's what we're going to talk about, defensively, we've talked a ton about all the talent that Jed Fish has been able to bring in here. Now, where is, uh, you know, but it's almost all been concentrated, at least the focus, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, there are some young players right here who are, um, I think have some real real potential here to uh, really emerge. And let's talk about some of these in-state. Let's talk about some of these in-state guys. Deuce Davis, again, a guy that, you know, in hindsight, UCLA should 100% have recruited. Or, excuse me, ASU should have 100% recruited. There's really no way around it. Um you, he comes from he comes from an NFL background. Obviously, he led the state in sacks at one of the most important schools that you will uh, you know that you're going to uh, uh, come across. And on top of that, he also um, he's got a little bit of a quick twitch to him. He you could tell that he was going to be good. Um, now the question was, at what uh, you know, could he put on weight? And we still don't know that one yet either. And I'm not not going to sit here and say that we do know that one because we don't know that one. But there is that potential, and you can tell just by the way that he's in on plays, just by the way that he's uh, that he's engaged out there. It's easy to tell that it's easy to tell that he's going to be a player at some point here, and he's already probably a little bit of a player to begin with. Now, um, the rest of this squad, though, let's talk about uh, Jacob Kungaika and, uh, excuse me, Jacob Kungaika, obviously in the middle, and then you've also got Tai Tai Uyagulele. Those are guys that are going to form the, the backbone of this defense going forward. This is, uh, and again, I'm not really breaking any news right here, but this is, um, this is a big deal. This is a big deal to be able to have this blueprint already set up because a lot of times you get these uh, you get coaches that come in and you know they try to do it uh, you know bit by bit 
And that's not really the way that it, uh, that's not really the way that you should do it. And Rich Rod was a king of this. Rich Rod came in and he basically said, all right, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to recruit, um, you know, a bunch of really fast guys on offense. And then defensively, if we can just be bend, but don't break. And again, it essentially was that, but it wasn't good enough, period. It just wasn't good enough. Jed Fish knows that across the board, they've got to be talented. He knows that they've got to be able to um, not really have any weak links. Because again, when you're at Arizona, that is one thing that you've got to remember. When you're at Arizona, you don't have a lot of built-in advantages. You've got uh, So you've got to be able to work at all levels, and he's done that so far, and I think it's been very impressive how he's done this. Now, um, when it comes to uh, the rest of this squad, I do think that uh, you know at the linebacker level with Jacob Manu, I think they do probably bring in Ster- uh, Sterling Lane at some point, probably back into that linebacker spot. That's what I'm guessing anyway, but they're going to get that all figured out for sure. Now, with the uh, the rest of this squ- team, though, Defensively in the backfield, the defensive backfield, you've got some really, really good options there. You've got, as we talked about, you got Prysock, you got and Davis, and Davis especially, you're going to continue to see play more and more, and I think you're going to see him play against ASU. And I broke this down because I wanted to talk about some of these players who I think are going to be huge against ASU. And we're going to start, too, with Jacob Manu, like we just talked about. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Jacob Manu has 13 tackles and, I don't know, 13 tackles and, uh, I don't know, um, two and a half tackles for loss, something like that. Big players like this generally play really well in big games, and I think you're going to see him play really well in this game. Again, could be off on that, but I think that you're going to see him play very, very well. All right, now let's talk about... Let's talk about upside here. All right. So here's the deal. When you're talking about upside, you can save money on a variety of different fronts. And what do you mean by that? Okay. So if you go to up, get the upside app. Okay. That's the first thing that you got to do. Get the upside app. And then once you get the upside app, you go on there and you can find all kinds of different to deal. You, when you use it for gas, when you use it for shopping, you're saving yourself money because you're going to get points back at the end that are going to be able to uh, that you're going to be able to cash in on that. So again, uh, get upside app locked on college. Again, uh, give us some love. Let them know that. Uh, let them know who sent you there. But uh, again, whether you're driving, whether you're uh, whether you're driving, whether you're shopping, this is the place where you can get on there and you can actually get some pretty good deals right there. So again, all right, now we're going to be back here in just a second, and we're going to talk about the rest of this U of A ASU game. All right, welcome back to Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now this might just be a good time to get into the bet online segment as well here. All right. Here's the deal with Bet Online. First and foremost, though, you've got Bet Online is Bet Online is one of the the Mount Rushmores, if you will, of uh, online betting. And there's a reason for it. It's because it's easy to use. It's easy to navigate. I can't tell you how many times I've had people say, "Well, you know, I'd really like to get into uh, 
you know, betting, but it just seems overwhelming and there's a bunch of different things. Bet online is easy. You hop in there and you find you can either bet in game, you can bet future, you can bet props, you name it. Now, where I would go with this is I would bet the over, meaning that if Arizona uh, scores over a certain amount of points in a game, then you win. I would bet the over in all of these Arizona games right here. Because again, I, I think while Tommy Lloyd definitely runs a more aesthetically uh, pleasing uh, offense that um, you know than others, there are times when it can get bogged down a little bit, and that uh, you know that happened in the tournament. So, but generally, I like where Arizona's at. I think that they're going to be more than okay. Um, I think they're going to score a lot of points. And uh, I would I would bet this Maui Invitational right now on Bet Online Sportsbook. Check it out, Bet Online Sportsbook. We will be right back with you, and we're going to get predictions for the Territorial Cup. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, so I'm guessing this. Uh, most people, especially in this game, and you got to remember things about rivalries. I think sometimes people poo-poo rivalries because they're like, "Oh, well, it's not the, uh, it's not North Carolina Duke, or it's not anything, you know, it's not anything like that." But it's still when you've got somewhat even talent and you've got a visceral hatred. Let's be honest here. People in Tucson hate people in Phoenix and vice versa. I'm not saying they should, but they definitely do. Um, and that's honestly, that's always been the way that it is. Um, I do think that, uh, but I think Arizona's just got better players here. I hate to be that trite about it, but I just think Arizona's got better players. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know what to say other than um, Arizona just got better players in ASU, period. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm going to be able to leave it at. And so I think offensively, Arizona's going to be able to dominate them. I really do. I think Arizona's going to put up a ton of points in this game. And I actually think that ASU, while – I think ASU, while – uh, better than I thought they would be. I think they're going to really struggle to score, whether that's Trenton Borgay, whether that's Emory Jones, whoever the case may be. Um, that's uh, that's where it's at. So now prediction. I'm going to go Arizona. I'm going to go Arizona 31, Arizona State 21. I think Arizona wins. I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think that Arizona will win this game, and I think they're going to win this game handily. Um, so we'll find out. If Jed Fish can win this game, you've got five wins going into next year. That is a obviously a huge deal. You can sell. We had one, uh, one win in year one, five wins in year two. Then you're really trying to push for that seven or eight uh, realm. But again, I'm going to go 31-21. This would be Arizona fans need this. This would be a great way to go into the offseason for Arizona football. A lot to look forward to, especially in contrast to the people up the road. So again, we're going to uh well, we're going to sign off here, but we will be back with you tomorrow breaking down all of the Maui Invitational, everything uh, that goes with that obviously. Okay. Now, you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. We will be up with you tomorrow. 
getting you ready for uh, pre-Thanksgiving as well. So again, everybody out there, have a very safe rest of your Tuesday.